Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today, we are recapping Hawkeye, the season finale, with spoilers and everything. So if you haven't seen it, get out of here. And look, yeah, exactly. this is going to be... I'm flying by my by the seat of my pants today. We... Uh, we uh, Like a Tom, small truck with owl? Like being carried by an owl? <laughs> we have a lot. I wish... Okay, here's the thing. Tommy Pizzola is not with us tonight, unfortunately. He is not feeling... He got his booster shot, so we'll give him a round of applause for that. But it has knocked him on his butt a little bit, and uh, he is out. So, um, But listen... Uh, yeah, I, I got a couple owls here with me today. This is like the first time we're doing like a, we've had two guests before, but it's been like a crossover podcast. So like, this is like, we're just, we're flying by the seat of our pants tonight. You're so, so thrown off. I'm loving it. Yeah. I don't even know. I like, <laughs> I usually have like a cool intro. Like I have like a lot of things to say. I don't have any of that tonight. I'll just go ahead and bring in Robbie. Cause Robbie can't, he can't wait to Let's talk. Go, so Robbie. Ro- Robbie, how are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm, I, when I see someone struggling, I just have to make fun of them. It's just the, it's just the baseline of my personality. I'm really excited to be here. I got the call uh, last minute. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't even have a good reference to, to make with that either. So I'm right here with you over here. Let's do this. All right, and and, and a debut here. Um, oh, yeah, first timer here. We got Hannah Gilla. How are you, Hannah? Woo! I am so excited to be here. It's like Tommy knows so much about Marvel Universe. He knows so much about the comic books, and you're like, you know what? Let's bring the exact opposite of Tommy onto this podcast someone who knows absolutely nothing everything i learn about the comics and marvel is from this podcast so i'm just a fan i'm just a fan here to uh to talk about the show that i've been loving so much okay well hannah i want to like this is your first time so like i want to give you like a full chance to like introduce yourself to the audience tell people who you are and uh what you do and all that fun stuff Who, who, who the hell are you yeah, so I guess, you know, I, I met Michael and Tommy through the sequester days of COVID season one. <laughs> now we are in our third iteration of it. And uh, who who would have known that, you know, we'd be here on a on a podcast talking about a show on Disney Plus. Was Disney Plus even a thing back in COVID season one? I don't know. I don't think it was. Man, what a what a time. So so yeah, so I'm a huge uh, survivor nerd so you'll you'll probably hear me make some references to survivor while we're talking about hawkeye and i'm like a baseline fan of the marvel stuff all right so like i don't i don't know the comics i don't dive deep into all of the theories but i love this podcast i listen to a couple other podcasts um that i'm sure you guys do as well and i just love hearing people geek out about marvel and I enjoy it so much, and I'm glad to be here to talk about it. <laughs> yes, well, well, thank you so much for being here, Hannah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back to Robbie. Robbie, everyone knows everyone knows who you are um, at <laughs> yeah. this point. So my you, better you, half was on the podcast last week, uh, crushing it, talking yes. Spider Man. Yes. Well, this, also, I just I I want sorry, I want to clarify: Are we actively able to spoil Spider Man in this in this podcast, ooh. or should we avoid Spider Man spoilers? <laughs> Give me, um, tell me which well, one, and I can do I, either. I, I would like to give a warning at least. Are you? Do you have something to say about Spider Man? No, no. I just will avoid. I, I will. I just want to know, like, what I, what I, I don't want to piss someone off. That's what yeah. I, I don't want. If do. you have a Spider Man spoiler, maybe just say, "Hey, Spider Man spoilers." Skip ahead. Yeah, I'll seconds. do that. I, I don't think there's going to be much, much to talk about. There is yeah. like a little to talk about, but whatever. <laughs> um, I, I loved listening to Jesse on the podcast. It was really fun, uh, hearing him uh, yuck it up with you and Tommy. 
Um, I'm excited for a potential Avengers crossover of our own. Uh, and I'm really excited to talk Hawk, Hawkeye. I, I really enjoyed uh, this, the season in general, the season finale. I have some feelings about where I think it stack ranks in the other TV shows. And I'm just excited to get into it with you. Yeah, don't tell me your rankings yet because that might be a, a I know, another I know. podcast. But uh, hey, uh, well, Hannah, what have you thought about? Like, especially compared to like some of the other Marvel shows we've gotten this far, is this like one of the better ones for you? Yeah. So I have. I mean, like you guys have said, like every podcast, surprisingly enjoyed this show. Like this show has really come out of nowhere i was not excited for it one bit i was ready to make fun of hawkeye and i ended up falling in love with this show i love it so much the other um disney plus show that i really enjoyed was wandavision wandavision was one of my top favorites um of the disney plus shows so just for reference that's uh one of my favorites um but yeah i've been loving hawkeye and i will just like jump in by saying the thing that I've loved the most coming from a female perspective is that Kate Bishop and Maya and Yelena do not have a love story. They are not there as the love interest. They are there as their own <laughs> entities. And you know what? They're not fighting exclusively other women. That's my biggest pet peeve in movies and TV shows with superheroes is that the woman can only fight the woman. Like these women are fighting the bros <laughs> and um and i love it so much so that is i've loved that there's no love story and i love that that these women are shown uh holding their own with men so that's been my favorite part i i have to piggyback there i do i do appreciate that a lot and here's the thing like when it comes to like marvel characters at this point i think this show has like three of my favorites and it's kate bishop yelena and maya you said them there yeah I mean, like it's not even like yeah like um Wow. There's no there's no shoehorning here. There's no there's no, like they're not just like fitting these characters in. They're giving them a lot to do. They're a lot of fun. And uh, I'm all about it. I can't wait for more Echo. Kate is going to and I, I want to harken back to like what we've talked about in the past on the podcast. And it's that scene between Yelena and Kate Bishop where they're like sitting down and talking about uh, Yelena wanting to kill Clint and Kate trying mm -hmm. to talk him out of it. That's that will be like a historic moment. In the MCU, because like these are these these characters are like the future. They're, they're the sriracha future. mac and cheese. They're going to be talking about it. It's going to be the new Budapest. They're going to be like, remember sriracha mac and cheese, and be like, yeah, I remember sriracha mac and cheese. And that's going to be a reference in like eight movies from now. And it's going to be like the 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 lifeblood of the new Avengers. And it's going to be it's going to be great. I will say, uh, just just to protect some um some uh, great characters of yesteryear. Uh, shout outs to Miss Minutes. Shout out to yes. Uh, uh, Mobius uh, or Mobius or whatever, uh, Owen Wilson, as well as just, I mean, Loki in general and female Loki, uh, alligator Loki, all the Loki characters. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I think the, some of these characters are great. Really. I think this show did a great job of really um, giving you a satisfying ending for the three primary category uh, characters. Uh, so Yelena, uh, Hawkeye, and I'm just going to call her Hawkeye. Cause she's, that's what they're implying her name's going to be. So let's let's go with that. I, really satisfying endings that. I think that there was real touch and go with some of the other characters. Um, I, I might have been a little bit let down by a kingpin and and what we got there. And also that like kind of BS um, killing, quote unquote, of, mm -hmm. of kingpin. He's definitely alive. Mm -hmm. um, 
But I, I think that they did by the three main characters, really satisfying interactions. We got, I, I was kind of frustrated and Kate is her name. Um, I was frustrated that she wasn't telling Hawkeye the story about how he saved her life. And we got that moment. We got mm-hmm. Yelena on the ice talking and the whistle. There was uh, just a lot of good moments, a lot of good callbacks. Everything that we needed to happen with those three characters happened. So I was really happy about it. Yeah. So I want to, I want to like start uh, diving into this episode more scene by scene here. And I want to ask first and foremost, Hannah, um we we open up with uh, with a kingpin scene here and uh yelena i mean not uh eleanor is heavily featured here and i'm curious so like like obviously i don't think she's necessarily like a villain like maybe we had talked about in the past Mm -hmm. but she's clearly working with kingpin Uh, i believe uh he calls her her partner and they talk about how um uh uh Eleanor's husband was in debt to Kingpin mm-hmm. and she has had to pay him back tenfold. And yeah, there's a lot going on here. So I'm curious, Hannah, did you see the, did you see this coming? Yeah. I mean, her mom pretty much seemed like she was up to no good. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of saw it coming. Um, so like, were they saying that was, were we being told to believe that Kate's mom is an assassin that Eleanor kills people? Like what was what was that? What has she been doing for Kingpin? So my understanding, just like, and this is just my understanding from watching the show, is that she runs this security company, and that I my assumption is that Wilson Fisk has access to this mm. incredible security network, and that's how he's getting, that's how she's getting paid back. Oh, his I first think name also is Wilson. Maybe she, Interesting. A Wilson. Wilson. W- Wilson. Wilson Fisk. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. think so. Wilson. Um, just coming in. Were you? Did you watch Daredevil at all? No, like I did on not. Netflix. So this meant nothing to you that Vincent D'Onofrio was on this. Who? Yeah, <laughs> this exact, exactly. That is exactly. So the, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, he, you might know him from Law and Order: uh, Criminal Intent. Um, it's probably most likely where people know him from, um, or uh, Full Metal Jacket. He played Kingpin on on oh. the Netflix show, and he was this larger than life villain, probably one of the better villains in. Marvel history, I would say, like right there with Loki and top top tier villains. And this was a really big deal that he was coming back. And it was there was a little bit of shade um, for other return potential characters coming back. And this that's where some of the frustration came. I forgot what I was why I was talking about. This, I have a follow up question yeah. for you about sure. Mr. Mr. Fisk, Wilson Fisk. <laughs> Mr. Fisk, yes. So is, does he have superpowers? <laughs> That's I, I think it's unclear. Um, I, I don't believe in the comics that he like at least originally. I don't believe he that he does. I think he's like, just. Uh, we saw brick. him got sh- get shot like five times, right? So and it, like nothing. So I, I to think him. you're t- you're totally right because I, I like as I was reading articles after I was seeing like does Wilkinson Fist have okay. does Kingpin have superpowers as like like the like all the blogs that I read were like doing explainers on that. I don't believe he has superpowers. He he is this larger than life guy who has super strength and all that kind of good stuff. I imagine maybe like my thought while watching it was that he has kind of like his suit might be like armored a little. Cause like he mm. knows what he's, he's working that, but also like he's just supposed to be this very overpowering hulking guy. And I think we really get that when we see Kate and him fighting in the, uh, in the toy store. So should, I think that's what we're like supposed to see. And like, he's, around. yeah, he's kind of like, he's kind of like a Jason in this movie where like he gets shot or Mike Myers where he gets shot he, like it's like you're gonna have to decapitate him to know that he's actually dead. Kind of 
Yeah, shooting him in the head, I don't think is going to work either. Um, but yeah, no, I think I did. I, I read a similar article, Robbie, and they alluded to the comics in which he does like his suits will be like armored or have like Kevlar in them or something. Mm-hmm. So um, I do think there's something to go with there. But even like um, an arrow to a guy that size, like uh, I, I, I don't think it's totally unbelievable that he could just like break it off and continue <laughs> on. Um, yeah, but, he's got like a be. thick layer, probably, probably just yeah. like. Can I can I jump in on the on the Kate's mom thing? Yes. Was, was anyone else disappointed that she was like, I only I only did this because your father was in debt, and that, that's what she was saying to Kingpin. I would have loved just a straight up <laughs> evil badass bitch like being like, yes. I'm I'm an equal to you, and like I was almost like annoyed that they kind of copped out and they were like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't really want to do this, and I, I want to get out. When I just wanted her to be like. My, my daughter's here. We can't kill her, but like we need to kill everyone else. Like that's yeah. what I would have loved to see. Like I killed Armand and I loved it. You know what? I will see. Here's what I was pissed about. I was so pissed that she's like, you know what? My daughter is here. This is when I need to end this. Like my daughter's the most important thing to me. Right. Cut to the next scene. Kate's like, I need to call my mom straight to voicemail. Like, <laughs> like, like she didn't even like pick up the call for, for her daughter or like, we had no reason why she, I don't know. I loved it so much. For a so. Gen Z personality, Mike, are you Gen Z or are you just millennial? I'm, 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 I'm right on the millennial edge there. So I'm a um, millennial. She's making a lot of phone calls. I've never met anyone that's Gen Z that makes this many <laughs> phone calls. I didn't even know people in Gen Z knew how to make phone calls. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, I, 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 I am technically a millennial, but I don't like to make phone calls. I will send you yeah. text. But I will say I it's relatable, that. especially at work. Like, I will call a coworker because I need something, and they know that I need something, and then they won't answer. But then I'll see them later on, and it's super awkward. And that's exactly what happened here. It's not that she didn't answer the phone. It's that she never called back in general. She just waited to see her again. It's like, you didn't yeah. see that missed call? <laughs> Well, maybe yep. she got the call. Maybe when she was fighting Elena, that's when she got the call back and she just didn't feel the vibrate or she accidentally put it on silent. You know, these things happen. Like we've all been there. You go to a movie, you forget to take it off uh, sleep mode. It's it's, it's, it's normal, normal problems. <laughs> you know, normal life or death situations. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, I did want to ask you this. Um, uh, there's an interesting choice here. And I've, I've kind of, I've been, te- I've been like, this is like probably the biggest topic of discussion that I've had with people. I don't know why, but people have asked me, I've talked with other people. Um, it's the Hawaiian shirt. Okay. Uh, Kingpin yep. is showcased wearing a Hawaiian shirt in this episode. Turns out I, I, I did my research. Um, that is a costume from the comics, but I think the weirdest choice is the fact that it is Christmas. Like what? Like I'm, I'm down to see Kingpin in a Hawaiian shirt, especially if he's like, He's like on a beach, like sipping out of a coconut, you know, like just chilling on vacation. Um, but uh, Robbie, what do you think of the Hawaiian shirt? That was that was my guess. Uh, my assumption was like maybe uh, Kingpin is a member of the tribe and he's he's not like celebrating Christmas. He's about to head to Aruba. I used to do that with my family. We used to go to the, uh, the Caribbean maybe. So like maybe he's just getting ready to board the plane and he's like, I got to take one more meeting before I go. And then everything goes to hell. So I, I, I've been there. You know, you get that one last meeting at 4.30 p.m., 5 o'clock, and you're like, I'm about to leave. And you're like, then you got to cancel on happy hour. That's exactly where Kingpin is with his Hawaiian shirt. Uh, that's that's my feeling there. I love it. Hannah, are you pro-Hawaiian shirt here? Always. Yeah, I feel right. like Tommy would be, too. 
Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And that's that's a big, again, this was going to be a huge topic of discussion because, well, especially in the early days, we would try to coordinate wearing Hawaiian shirts on the podcast. Like, it's a whole thing. We, we're pro-Hawaiian shirt. We're pro-mustache. I, I feel like Tommy's, like, <laughs> if, if he was an NPC, like, his character would, like, generically have, like, his baseline clothing would be a Hawaiian shirt, right? Like, like the dude from Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Exactly. Like, that would be, like, default Tommy would be a Hawaiian shirt. And then you'd have to, like, earn more coins to get, like, a business shirt. Like, like you'd have to spend a ton of money to get him in a shirt and tie. Like, that would be, like, years and years of playing the game to get him in a shirt and tie. <laughs> Fair enough. So, I want to hop over here because we do get a scene before the party of uh, Kate and Clint. They're, like, they're putting together their special arrows here. They're, they're, they're OP arrows. And, um, yeah. This, can I, I, can I have a, another yeah, gripe? I have another yeah. gripe. Okay. Bring I I love this show, but there's so many little things that I had to note that it was like bothering me. And so I'm just going to say it. Okay. The timing of things throws me off extremely. And like you kind of, when you're watching, you're enjoying it, but you have to like get rid of the like logic <laughs> of like Kate's like, Oh, I've got to call my mom. They're, they're going to come kill her. They're going to go kill her. And then they're like going to go make trick arrows for, I don't know, an hour. Like what what logic makes them think that oh yeah they're only going to kill my mom at this party they're not going to kill her before the party it's it's going to be at the party did i miss something like that's so i don't know i just like was like this is this is just ridiculous like the sense of urgency of like my mom's about to be killed let's go do this for you're 100% right like I totally like I was like why like why are we waiting till this party like why aren't they just killing her right now like yeah why is like let's get everyone in the center. like I, I get it for a TV show it's like mm -hmm. I love this episode and I feel like I'm about to nitpick the hell out of things just like you're saying but yeah. I, I feel like Clint was like there's no more arrows we can't have any more arrows and then like all of a sudden he's like a scientist he's like uh the, he's like <laughs> Bruce Banner or he's he's Peter Parker and he can just like mix together chemicals and create like electrical pin needle things like it was they were all real cool like all those things were awesome but like i don't know how he had the ability to make those no idea also where were they do we know where they were <laughs> like where did they find yeah like he anyway. had like he had clearly had like start tech tips that like he could have been using the whole time i guess like yeah like that he didn't create the start tech like he had that already he could have yeah. been using that my thing is though and look i love a lot of, like a lot of these are so specific like <laughs> Like you see a guy later on, his leg gets frozen, like, or or the magnetic arrow. Like you have to be in the right place at the right time for any of these to work. And uh, it's like, why don't you just make like fifty grenade arrows? Like you're gonna take out like five guys each time. I don't see the point in like a silly putty freaking arrow. That's like in the original Spider-Man, uh, like the Tom Holland Spider-Man. The, at least they were like, here's the here's the manual that you have to read to understand all the different things that this suit can do. It's the exact same thing with this. And this was this was a real time gripe. And I'm like, I'm like almost glad I'm on a podcast where I could talk about it. But you, arrows are like very finicky and they have to be like nicely balanced and all that stuff. And they're really? just throwing like five pounds of weight on the front of the arrow and like. I get it that they're good archers, but like, it's, it's like impossible. <laughs> like, there's no way you can shoot that. I didn't like, think accurately. about that. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that like, was, it was so silly how much that bothered me, but like, in real time, that was the thing that bothered me the most was I was like, <laughs> how are they able to shoot these arrows? Like, they're all weighted differently. Illogical. Like, how are they calibrated? Like, I'm just so confused, but totally an unnecessary, like, nitpick, but it's just like fun to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the, this, uh, 
this party here. And this is, again, Robbie, kind of like you alluded to. This is kind of like, we're just getting all the characters back in the same place. We get Jack. Mm-hmm. We get Yelena. Kate's there. She's reconnecting with her mom. We have the LARPers. Like, and, <laughs> like, I, uh, Hannah, are you a LARPer? Um, absolutely, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I love... <laughs> got you for a second. Um, I love it, though. When I saw those LARPers out there, I was so happy. I didn't recognize the first couple, but when they cut to the the guy at the bar i was like yes they're here what's his name griffin or something a uh, grills i think grills <laughs> sorry grills i will say i honestly exclaimed i exclaimed when i saw them that the larpers were the uh i was like why aren't the larpers here and then i saw that they were those staff and i was like yes yes <laughs> um fun fact i've been chilling i like i obviously i live like 10 minute walk from central park I have seen LARP. I have seen LARPers in action in Central Park, really? and I have just sat and watched them. And it's like so a lot of times it's just like them training, and it is it is training. funny. It is like they're just like practicing, like any other good sport. They're just practicing. <laughs> there's bow and arrow LARPers, which are just hilarious. Again, like the weight is so weird. But then there's like people who are obviously really good, and they're like training other people. It is it is just fun to watch. You can just sit there, have a drink and just watch these people LARP. And like, I don't judge, I don't, I don't watch them in like a judgy way. I mm-hmm. watch it in just like a, let your freak flag fly and just like do Love what it. you like, because it's just fun. Um, so yeah, I've seen, I've seen this in real life and it's amazing to watch. Yeah. So I, I, I want to move on here to like uh, a lot of the Kate and Yelena content that we get here. Yes. Um, this is like, like some of the funniest stuff of like all the Marvel shows, in my opinion, mm-hmm. just like a lot of their banter, especially with like the elevator where like uh, Kate, like just she sneaks in and then she's like pressing all the buttons. So it's like, this is such a pain in the butt, Kate. Like, uh, like, geez. Have Bobby, you guys um, seen yeah. Killing Eve, the show Killing Eve? I watched season one. Okay. Yeah, same. Only season one. Um, Yelena reminds me a ton of the character Villanelle, that yes. um, uh, the one who's not Sandra O. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, I think your accent racist is what you're saying. Is that oh, everyone oh with the same God. accent is is <laughs> no. uh, is the same to you? Okay, that could be that could be some <laughs> your accent. Will be self aware of and say that, but also the very snarky like. I don't know the personality. I think that I think that she is kind of based off of Villanelle, honestly. Um, just very funny, very straightforward. Um, I love how Yelena says Kate Bishop, like it's a two name situation. You you guys have those friends probably that are two name friends. Uh, Kate Bishop, like I think of um, Alex Day, like it's always Alex Day. That's it's a full name situation. So. I don't know. So I love it's I typically love the single so syllable first name, last name. That's why mm-hmm. that's why Kate Bishop is so impressive because it's a two syllable last name. I, um, I think what was so fun about that scene, Mike, that you were talking about is that she uh, Kate kept making the decisions that I was like, I want her to make this decision where like Yelena's like, don't come in the elevator. And like the door's about to close and she just <laughs> kind of like slips in. And then like, she like eyes the buttons and I'm like, yes, press all the buttons. And then like, and then like there's a fight scene about her trying to press the buttons. And it's just like, it's perfect. It is just, it is like exactly how like a new superhero be like, what, what can I do with what I can do? And he's like, and then when she takes off, like he, they actually like, take off the jacket and she reveals the the out the the, mm-hmm. the uniform, um, the costume. I was just like, this is all like that whole sequence is just fabulous, and their banter is just delightful. And I, like I said, I can't wait for like sriracha mac and cheese to come up in eight movies from now, and us to be like, yay! Remember Hawkeye? That was the best. Her comedic timing is really impressive. 
Honestly, I forget what what's her name again. The actress Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh or Haley. Steinfeld? No, the other one. Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld. Her yeah, her acting is so good. Yeah, and, and I I think what's what makes her really great, especially as like a superhero in this world, um, and, and at, like a lot of the fight scenes in this in this series thus far have been like. Uh, that's like a standard action. Like here, mm-hmm. they're punching. They do maybe a cool thing once, and then the fight scene's over. But I, I think the <laughs> thing that gives it like a lot of flair when Kate is fighting somebody is she's always fumbling. Like especially we get like this cool long one shot tracking sequence of them fighting through like this office, and like she's not doing great, but she's getting by. And I think that that again, it's like she has like a particular style to her fighting, which is like way better than like. Hawkeye, who's like, uh, yeah, I can shoot arrows, but I'm also just going to, like, punch you like an action hero. Well, also, like, we know, like, like Florence Pugh's character, Yelena, is, like, a, is, a, is a Black Widow. She is as skilled as her sister is, like, if not better. And she can, she would be able to destroy Kate Bishop if she wanted to. Like, literally could destroy her in a second in a fight. And yes. you can tell that she's like she's holding it back. She doesn't want to. She she likes this person. She 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 she. It, it is a very best friend kind of vibe. I don't think it's. I, I want to say sisterly, but there was already a sister. So I want to say like they're they're like besties, and it's just like they're fighting. Like one is clearly stronger than the other, but like let's make it a fair fight, just so like it's fun for both of us, kind of thing. And that's the <laughs> vibe I really get from their fight sequences. And I think that's exactly what you're saying. Like when she does get a little aggressive, like she clearly is out of her depth and she kind of fumbles around and she's like, Oh, like I'm going to like, whatever. And it's, it's great. Yeah. A a lot, a lot of fun here. They end up like, uh, well, Yelena jumps out the window, like an awesome black widow would and kind of propels down and, uh, Kate ends up following her. And this is, I'm excited to get to this and get you guys' opinion on Jack. Um, because Jack ends up kind of saving the day here. I was really excited. I had to pat myself on the back. And, and Tommy, I hope you're listening because you said you said Jack was going to yep. remain in jail and we'd never see him again. And I said, we're getting Jack back and he's going to have a sword and he's going to save yep. the day. And it happened and I'm so grateful for it. I love Jack to death. I love the mustache. I love the swords. He's the best. Hannah, what do you think about Jack? Yeah, I mean, I was <laughs> I was so excited to see him back. And um uh, it was just so, like I said, like so nitpicky of like, he got out of jail for being accused of murder. And now he's like, you know, free with like um, a shielding a sword. But I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, also, I have to go back a little bit. The moment where he's talking to the kid, Armand the fourth or whatever. And I just because I'm a teacher, I did not say that in my introduction. I'm a elementary school teacher. And when he said to that child, um, I remember when you peed your pants at the Hamptons, we, everybody, everybody remembers. I loved that moment so much. Like, I wish that I could do that to a child. I wish that like, if I'm at work and a a student like says, you know, is bad to me, like it has bad behavior. I wish I could be like, I remember when you had to run out of the gym because you pooped your pants. And I covered for you. And I told the kids that you just had to go to the office for something. I remember. I was there. But I can't do that. That's a real story. I Absolute incredible that. moment. Incredible <laughs> moment. You're so right. Like, there's, like, nothing more satisfying than, like, dressing down a child. A, like an asshole child. <laughs> like, it was, it was so, like, it came out of nowhere. And I was just like, yes, this is incredible. And, and that's what you get with Tony Dalton. Like, uh, that's the actor. And I just, mm-hmm. like... 
I think you you guys were, were you talking about uh, Better Call Saul? You talking about Breaking Bad recently? He was in the most recent season of Better Call Saul, and he's just been a, a star. And it's just great to watch him. And it was nice to see him have that amazing moment where he just like he takes so much glee out of like being able to like I've been fencing my entire life, and now I get to use my sword <laughs> yeah, and just like actually kill people. Like he's like it's, it's likely he's never done this before, but he has been training his entire privileged life to do this, and he gets so much so much satisfaction out of it and it's just so great to see how happy it makes him do we think that he's like 100 percent good like yeah he's pure yeah. He's, he's pure good okay yeah. all right all right <laughs> yeah no, come, and come I, on <laughs> i can see him like continuing to be like a mentor to kate in a way like more so than eleanor and that like um I, I feel like there's a lot more in that relationship and i, th- I like especially with how they started off and mm-hmm. like her being so skeptical of him like i feel like there's there's a lot of opportunity for that relationship to grow and i'm excited about it i don't know if there's going to be a hawkeye season two or they come back in echo or whatever but well whatever the case may be i do hope we get jack back uh he needs a costume too we give him like a le- like he needs to be a legit superhero well he's gonna start lar- larping so he'll get a costume there Exactly. right oh i have a question about that the larping thing you know yeah. how she said we have a guild i yeah. what is a what is a guild i feel like when i play neopets back in the day i think that there was guilds and neopets <laughs> robbie don't shake your head at me <laughs> no i'm i'm not shaking i'm i'm shaking the head at my idea that i know what a guild is like okay, what is a guild just another word for a group it's like a team a team yeah, it's, okay. yeah. um uh, did you see the Paul Rudd, uh, Sean William Scott movie with uh, Christopher Mintz plots where there was a lot of LARPing? No, no. But uh, I'm blanking on the name what? of the movie. Um, it was like during that phase where like Paul Rudd would just come out with movies with like another comedian, and like that was the whole plot of the movie. Um, but there was a whole, it was a whole LARPing, and they, they joined the models. Kiss Guild, and they all dress up as Kiss Army. It is, it's whatever. Um, it's not important, but long story short, oh, it's basically like a I team or a family this. or whatever. I do I do specifically hear it in video games a lot, though. Like, my friends that are, like, deeply engrossed in World of Warcraft, they, like, obsessively talk about their guild. So their guild? Fact, okay, okay. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is World of Warcraft is not that far off from Neopets. Um, <laughs> so- <laughs> uh, Role Models was the name of the movie that you guys must yes. see with Jane Lynch and all-star cast. Really, really great. It, like, it, Apatow-esque. But, um, yeah. I Lots mean- of LARPing. <laughs> So I want to talk about this. So we we end up uh, Clint ends up in a tree here, and he sees an owl. I, I ta- uh, just a tree, ma- the most yeah. famous tree in the world, da- <laughs> Mike. <laughs> yeah, a tree. <laughs> a tree. It's a tree. This is literally the most. Fa- it's a Rockefeller it? Center Christmas tree. I would is say the most. It's, maybe it's that tree that you could drive through in California. That's maybe a really famous one. Kind of. What's your? That. What do you think the most famous tree is? Um, the if I were to say what the most famous tree is, yes, most famous tree. Wow. Okay. Uh, I would uh, have to say the Rockefeller Center tree. Yeah, or the Stanford mascot. I'm trying to think of famous trees here. I, I, that's oh, all. I Groot. Got. Does Groot? Count? <laughs> Groot oh, is yeah, a, yeah. yeah I, I think of him a little bit more of as a bush. Is he really a tree? He's mostly just branches. Yeah, I guess so. It's like oh my god, a collection of bark. He's and... a root. <laughs> did you guys? Uh, did you guys know about the knot? Why there's an owl? In the tree? Do you guys know about this? No, please tell. If no. you, because I, 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 I was about to rant, I, I need somebody to explain this to me. Okay, okay. Well, here I am. My friend Travis, who's from New York, said that last Christmas there was a little owl 
that was stuck in the Rockefeller tree and his nickname is Rocky and they rescued him. And uh, that's what the nod to the owl is, is because that happened last year. What yeah. the heck? That is so wild because I was like sitting here like, of course, like this is a Marvel show and like my head goes like the most extreme thing. I literally thought it was like a shape-shifting superhero that we just hadn't <laughs> met yet. <laughs> that's how that we're at. Like this, this owl had an agenda. No, a little too convenient that he picked up the bad guys, right? I know exactly. there was there's something going on. <laughs> so I uh, know I appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah, that, that I think that what, is the answer. Though, because... What did you think of Kate's plan to Clint is in the tree? He could climb mm. down the tree. He could shoot an arrow and maybe maybe zip line off the arrow. Like he's got a lot of shit in his back pocket. What did you think of her plan to knock over the tree? An homage to her knocking over the be the bell tower in episode one. Oh, but, nice catch! But what do you what do you think of that plan as like the best best plan to get him out of the tree? I mean, I thought there had to be a a less destru destructive way. Like I did not <laughs> yeah. like the destruction going on. Also, if you notice, she uses a trick arrow on the the base of the tree. Yeah. But she, she acids then, it, I think. Then, like five minutes later, Clint is like, "You're ready for the trick arrows," and she's like, "Yes." <laughs> and I'm over here like, "Didn't you just use one?" Yeah. So, um, yeah, I of course the drama it was in the TV moment was hilarious, but I was like, "Oh no, everything's broken. Why?" <laughs> well, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here like wondering if because we see many trick arrows in this episode, I'm wondering if there was like a better trick arrow to use, like. Like, could you use the Pym arrow and like shrink the tree, or could you like, uh, or or maybe no, like the one that it like creates a balloon or whatever? Like, could you shoot that down and like he can jump onto the like like I feel like there's like like maybe three or four better arrows for this particular situation. I'm sure she could have magnetized him down. I don't know. There's probably definitely an arrow that she could have used. I'm starting to think um, she just grabbed what, and this is the problem with trick arrows. Even though she back. labeled it, like, I, I thought that that was very funny that she was like yeah, labeling the label labels were so label cute. Maker. I thought that was very uh, on point. Um, Something we actually, I realized we, we totally breezed by. We breezed by the Echo um, uh, Wilson Fisk interaction that happened like way early in the show. You're right. We did. We did. Um, What do you, what do you got on that, Robbie? What do you, what'd you make of all this? Uh, I just thought it was a very I, I liked it was like a game of poker between the two of them where they were she was she was like she was very much obviously pretending like I'm gonna oh I'm sorry I'm gonna stop with this vengeance against Ronan whatever and he's sitting there and he's like I know exactly what this I know exactly what she's doing she's playing me she can like, you explain this to me Robbie explain this sure because I might have uh, missed something but like what so maya said she wanted a couple days off that she's done going after ronin but she's lying and she's saying that because she's actually still going to go after ronin what is what's the so, double thing going on so the the the, the so at the, during last week's episode um she Hawkeye, found out that they purposely killed her uncle yes they found out that dad. like yeah. that that kingpin ordered the kill on her dad and that her best friend uh the, the interpreter her yeah. interpreter friend um, was the one who like told the Ronin and then purposely wasn't there so he didn't get killed. So she knows that like ultimately it was an inside job. Ronin okay. did the killing, but really it came on from high. So she goes and in. Kingpin and she... has kind of figured this out. Yeah, Kingpin is like okay. a, a very smart character. Like he mm -hmm. like is literally like in the comic books, I believe he's like running New York City from like the background. Like even in the Netflix shows, like he is 
really, really sharp. And like, there's some crazy stuff that happens, but like, importantly is that he's sharp. So he reads mm -hmm. through this immediately and mm -hmm. he's like, we need to, we need to get rid of her again. Why did they just get rid of her right there? Why do they like let her go and <laughs> yeah. run away? And like, I, that didn't make any sense. It's like, okay, you have we'll her there. Get rid there, of her like, at the giant lying. party. Yeah. She's like, oh yeah. Like, we'll just, she should really come to the Christmas party is really is how, how, how everyone felt. But um, that, that was the gist of what I thought. And I think that really sets up one of the fights. I wanted to bring that up just to set up that fight scene that's going to happen mm -hmm. in parallel with the fight scenes that we're about to see on the ice skating rink, which is just where we're having the confluence of all yeah. these different battles going on, the three big battles that are going on. Did I miss anything besides that? We, we used a lot of trick arrows on the ice to get rid of a lot of endless amounts of lackeys, like just coming from wherever they're coming from. I there were so the many lackeys. So much. I love them. I love them so much. I want them in every Marvel show. Tracksuit yeah, bros. Tracksuit mafia. Yes. Honestly, it's a comfortable uniform. Like if I had to be, <laughs> if I had to be a lackey, like there's worse uniforms you could have to wear. Like the Chitari, like that, they just look uncomfortable all the time. <laughs> stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, stormtroopers. Like no awful. movement, no, no, no. You can't see side to side. It's terrible. Yeah, no. Tra Tracksuits are the way to go. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you a question about this. Um, because yeah, we 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 kind of touched on it, but um, uh, uh, Kate uses a pim arrow to shrink a van with people inside of it, um, which I was wondering about this. Like, um, first of well, first and foremost, whoever was in that van is dead, okay? Um, because they cannot why? survive as miniature people. And if if my other thought was, if you Wait, shoot that van, what? Why not? Ant-Man does it. Well, listen, Ant if you shoot that van and it shrinks down, you're shrinking the van. Are you shrinking the people inside? Here's the thing. Wouldn't they get crushed when they could be compacted? And so, but here's the other thing. That's even, right. Even if they don't, like, what is this? Hawk is taking them off. Are they going to drop them eventually? They're going to crash and die. Um, or they, the, the, the owl lets them down softly. And, like, what are they? how do they live? Are they going to get stepped on in, like, two minutes? I believe in Ant-Man and the Wasp, they shrink cars during a car trace and like people li like live as the car shrinks and gets bigger. I get your argument that like the only the, only the truck should shrink and they should basically like explode through the, the truck and die. I agree right. with that. Right, yeah. Uh, um, like, if, like, like, I will say that for me, this was really triggering. Um, oh no. I don't know. <laughs> I, I found this triggering because as a, as a child, I watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids a lot. Yes. Um, it was the Sunday afternoon movie on the WB or the CW, like I would say once a month. So I watch this movie constantly. And the scene where like they're getting attacked by the ant, it like always freaked yes. me out. Like it really yeah. scared me. Um, like to this day, I'm afraid of like bugs in my apartment because I'm afraid like what if I get shrunk and I have to deal with it, <laughs> which makes no sense. But so... So like I think that they're alive. I think that they're alive in like whatever net like there like there could have been a post credit scene where like there was a nest somewhere and like there was a toy truck with like little tracksuit mafia guys like bee, 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 get out of here. But um that that really found I found that triggering from my childhood. So I, I like don't want to think about it too much. But I agree <laughs> with your logic flaws, Mike. I just think that like. Sometimes you just gotta roll. It's comic books, man. Just I mean, roll that's with fair. It. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> Kate always acts like like she doesn't like she's never she's murdered like eight people in the show. Right? She's I murdered so many people. I know. And she's like um, 21, like just a child, like just killing. Jeez, you know what? Let's just hope that it wears off. You know, the the owl flew them somewhere, and they, you know, eventually grow and. 
back. <laughs> it raised my birds, I guess, from then on out. Um, the amount of people that every single person in this show has killed is staggering. Like, Hawkeye has killed a ton of people. Kate has killed a ton of people. Echo has killed a ton of people. Um, the Tracksuit Mafia guy. Uh, Winston, Winston Wilson Fisk. I'm sure by the transitive property, like, Kate's mom has killed a ton of people. Uh Everyone's just a straight up murder, <laughs> like just straight up murder, and they need to chill. It's well, Christmas. Th- it's fine. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. Christmas. <laughs> my thing is, they try to dance around it a lot and act like like these people are heroes, these people are villains. But the heroes have killed more people than the villains, from what I've seen thus far. Um, I'm not. Well, I, 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 let alone Yelena, former Black Widow, who is literally a hired assassin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, from a different point of view, these people would be the villains. Um, but I want to get into some. So we get like interesting matchups here. There's like three different little fight scenes that go on here. We get Clint versus Yelena, Echo versus Kazi, and Kate versus Kingpin. Let's start with Clint versus Yelena. This is an interesting one. Um, and like I, again, I really love this episode. I don't have a whole lot of complaints. This one almost like like uh, I feel like from Yelena's position. Uh, Clint could have easily been lying about everything that he said. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he was trying. Basically, he's trying to convince Yelena that he had a good relationship with Black Widow. Therefore, he would never kill her. Mm-hmm. But I mean, does that really mean anything? Like, just because you know the whistle, I don't know. So I was about to say that I think that that is what you get in this. Is that she doesn't believe him? She doesn't buy any of his bullshit or truth in this case. And then when she whistles when he whistles that is such like the deep dark that is such a deep reference for mm-hmm. her and that only something that um Scar- Scar- scarlett johansson's her real name um would would tell would tell him only if they were truly close personal friends like th- that wouldn't just be a detail you would throw out all willy-nilly um like mm-hmm. i'm sure there's something that you could tell me mike that i could tell your wife and then your wife would be like, oh, I can trust this guy. Like, and it would be some stupid inside joke that you guys have about like farts under the covers. Cause like every couple has one of those. Um, I don't know. Uh, but like, <laughs> I, I think that there's like, that was enough for me to be like, that is the turning point in the fight or the not fight. Cause also something that if you watch that fight, Clint is not fighting. Clint is absorbing yeah. punches and defending, but he is not like proactively fighting. And I think combined with the whistle, it, it ties those two things together and makes it like acceptable. Completely fair. Um, what, what do you think about this whole scene, Hannah? Yeah. Uh, I, I love, you know, the, the drama of ever, you know, the friendship between um, Clint and what's her black widow. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, actually no, uh, Scarlett Johansson, what was her character's name? Uh, Natasha Romanoff. Thank you, Natasha. Yeah. yeah, look at me. I'm holding holding my ground as a nerd by not even remembering her name. I got it wrong, um, too. Don't worry. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I have, like, loved their the drama with them, you know, especially during Avengers and all that drama. So I don't know. This was a very touching, emotional moment to see, especially when he starts whistling. Um, Yelena was just, you know, Florence is amazing. And uh, yeah, I loved this scene. Can I, can I take you both? I'm going to ask you a question. It's a classic Robbie Freeman tangent question. Mm. I've heard this discussed on other podcasts, so it's not out of control. Has okay. Clint Barnes ever had sex with Black Widow? 
Um, no. Have they ever had sex with each other? No. I would say no. Okay. Because he's and just like, a good. He's a good family man. Is that why you're saying that's that's the only reasoning? Otherwise, their chemistry is electric. Like, come on. I mean, he is a good family man, but also like I think like the point of a lot of the relationships in the show. I think it extends to Kate and Clint as well. Um, and a lot of a lot of the storylines throughout throughout the MCU have been like, hey, this is like a healthy platonic relationship, which like, um, yeah, you know, may, maybe yeah. there would be sparks of Sorry, things. I, were to- more I totally took us to the place where Hannah's like, my favorite thing about this was that <laughs> X, and I'm like, what about X? <laughs> so I'm sorry. No, Robbie. You're- <laughs> I love how there's what not a love story. Robbie goes, what if there was a love story? <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't love each other. They definitely, I like, come on. They got drunk one time. Can they get drunk? Who knows? I never know with superheroes whether they can get drunk or not. They got drunk. Like, like, like you know, I've always liked yeah. you. Like, we've all done that in college. Got a little drunk. We're a little too honest with one of our friends. And we're like, like, I would. <laughs> like, well, I there's only, there's, the, there's, um, there's clearly, um, uh, Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark, and, and also like two Eternals. Those are the only ones that are allowed to have sex. So, um, <laughs> okay. as far as we know, so there you have it. I mean, do we? Th- I mean, I mean, I assume MJ and Peter Parker have had sex. I mean, but we don't. Uh... We haven't seen anything, but they're teenagers. Like, come on. I was gonna Robbie. say the opposite. They wouldn't like, uh, like <laughs> from the MCU. Robbie, you're like taking things like, like, uh, like, like your, like your high school experience. You the think MCU... that I had sex in high school? Are you crazy? <laughs> I had sex senior year of college was the first time I had sex. Oh crazy? God. I was 21. <laughs> like, right, like I was not cool enough. I've just been told. I've been told by high school movies and TV shows that people have sex in high school. So that was why I said that they have had sex. <laughs> Wow, so this is fun. <laughs> it's a fun uh, fact that was like I didn't. You definitely didn't think you were going to learn that one. I, I am. It's, Thank you for you sharing. Should, I shouldn't be allowed in public. Um, <laughs> let's let's get this let's get this conversation back on track. All right, well, let's move on to the next fight scene. Um, the next one, I don't have a whole lot to say about this one, but it's Echo versus Kazi. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, I mean, well, I just, it was just kind of like unbelievable. Honestly, we saw how close they've been every episode that we've known them and just how tight they are. It's, I don't know. Sometimes I just sometimes it's just like unbelievable that they were going to fight to the death. Like, come on, just be nice. <laughs> just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'll, de- I'll defend it a little bit mm-hmm. uh, coming off of not defending the other one. Um because last week we saw how skeptical she was of like the fact that Kazi might have possibly been like the secret Ronin that killed her father. Right. And like her entire mission, like everything that we know about this character thus far is like revenge for her father. So if she found out that even her best friend, yeah, like, I I feel like that would be enough to motivate her to do this, at least fight. I don't know about killing him, but at least fight. Yeah. And he said, like, didn't he say something like, Maya, you know what I have to do. Like, like, cause he's been told by Kingpin, right? That he needs to, um, that they're going to go after her because of what she's learned. You know, I totally was able to follow the whole storyline completely. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, um, I, uh, I've told, uh, Michael this already, but, um, I've loved having, um, the, a deaf character played by a deaf actress which has been so cool. She's only like 24 years old too, which is nuts to me. Um, this is her first show, right? I think yeah. Mike said. 
Yep. So, um, so my mom knows sign language. My mom is a interpreter, an ASL interpreter. So I was like asking my mom about, um, about Maya's like backstory. I I showed her like the, the first clip, uh, from episode three when, um, it shows Maya going to school. And I was like, how much, how much do deaf schools cost? Because that was part of the story, right? That they couldn't afford deaf school. And my mom said that every state has a deaf school that students can attend for free. And the states are required to pay for their transportation to go to those deaf schools. So um, I found that interesting that they're making that a plot point, which which like makes the rest of like the country believe like, oh, deaf school must be so expensive. Like, no, it's free. Maybe it was um, a 90s thing. Maybe this, this came later. I don't know. She yeah so um it's good to know that that's available uh, that's that is like a good sign yeah anyway <laughs> so um i love i love maya a ton um everything i've learned about echo has been through this podcast so i'm excited for whatever is coming up next with this echo situation um and the fight was yeah it was cool i would have liked to see closure between echo and hawkeye i feel like that was um mm-hmm. I felt like I was missing a beat there, even if it's just like they like look at each other and she says like, like you're not totally off the hook or you are off the hook or so whatever. I think that there was a beat missing where she follows up and talks to Hawkeye. But I, I think the challenge there is how do you, how do you get that in when you have these three parallel fight sequences happening where like he has to have that emotional moment with Yelena. So you can't have everything. So that was my only uh, hang up. I am excited to see what happens um, with her show. And just because like, we're talking about her kind of plotline right now. Um, I'm, I hope that from what I understand and what I've read, I, I think part of her storyline is that she like shows mercy. So like, I think that's where we're going to go with Wilson Fisk is that she's not going to have shot him and that he might be the bad guy in her show. But I I feel like that's a little cop out. I'd rather just see that here. But that's where I I hope it goes because I would love to see Wilson Fisk have a season's arc again, as opposed to just this this one episode play that we got in in this episode. Well, my hot take would be that I really just do not care about him. <laughs> like he oh, could God. be dead for all I care. Like oh, I, it makes me so sad. He's I such can, a good character. <laughs> okay, but I could I could trust. I know. Him. Like, you, sure, yeah. it could be. But like, wow give me nothing um that, so. that's really good to know because like I, I think listening um i think you guys even talked about in your last podcast you were talking about like does this mean anything to people who like didn't watch netflix the netflix show and yeah. clearly the answer is just yes it means nothing like like it absolutely well, means nothing to people who did not like watch three seasons of daredevil and like mm-hmm. don't know or like haven't been reading and getting hyped about this for weeks. yeah well, here's the thing. I did. I watched one season of Daredevil. I'm currently on a rewatch of season one, and I'm going to finish the show eventually because I feel like I have to now. Mm-hmm. But I will say, as from my memory, it's been a couple of years since I watched that season, but from my memory of, of Kingpin, uh, and maybe he does get better in, in the later seasons, but from what I saw of Kingpin, I, like, I thought he was a, he's a good actor. The character was fun, but... I think I saw more in this episode that I liked about Kingpin than I did in all of season one of Kingpin. Call me crazy, but I think he was way more scary. Like he he's bigger in this. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if that's like I, I'm not trying to like you know say anything about the man, but wow. uh, he, he, him, got it. he's he's like physically more daunting. <laughs> like you see him like he punches Kate like a, and this is a good like transition to our third fight here, Kate versus uh, Kingpin. 
like uh what was it what did he do he like he like uh 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 like kate, well, he pushed he her. Could, yeah, times. he could shot put her. He like he can lift whatever. Kate's a buck fifty at most. I don't yeah. know how much women weigh, and I would never guess a woman's weight. So I didn't even <laughs> say did. that. Um, <laughs> he could shot put her. He could throw her. He literally was just like throwing her from left to right. And the only thing that um, it, it's uh, I, I it's it's like when you watch like Rey Mysterio Jr. wrestle like the Big Show. <laughs> if that means anything to either of you guys, that there's like, a junior you know, now. Yeah, there was a Rey Mysterio. Wasn't there? I'm talking like 2001 when I watched wrestling. But like, it's when like the little cruiserweight is wrestling like the giant heavyweight wrestler, and that's exactly what we got in this fight scene. Where like she tries to do some like kind of agile swingy moves against him, and he's just like nah, and just like shoves her away. And you're just like, oh man, this guy is brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happened to Kate in this episode? He got shot by an arrow. He got hit by a car. And blew up. He, he blew up and then he got uh, apparently got shot in the face. We don't really know yeah. about that yeah. yet, but no, if there's um, no body, there's no, yeah, there's no, no body, no crime, as uh, T Swift says. So, so, so nobody, <laughs> nobody spoiled me on the future of Daredevil here, but from what I saw, like, I've never seen this much action from this character. Like, he's really like. I, I like him a lot and I'm I'm very excited to get more and I know we will. So he will he is he gets more menacing in Daredevil, I will say. That's cool. what I will say. I'm excited about that. We'll get there. Um but yeah, anything else about the Kingpin fight here? I think the only thing about the Kate oh she we get the call we we get we get the uh callback that we had to get of her flicking the uh what's it called? Um the thing on your wrist and it goes in your Ooh. shirt and uh, and it's none of us are fancy thing. enough. The but the it's button, cuff, <laughs> the fancy button, cufflink, cuff, yes. nailed it, Hannah, Hannah for the win. Um, yes. so we get the cufflink flick. That is what like instigates the explosion that allows her to escape. Um, it was Chekhov's like coin flip. <laughs> we were gonna get that. That was probably my favorite episode of the season when we got them drinking and just like messing around. Um, uh, so that was great. The only other question I have for you is her 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 mom is like really annoyed and mad that like how dare you call the police on me um a would you have called the police on your parent if they were part of a criminal syndicate and b was was she, was she rightfully mad like like I, I don't think so hot take hot take maybe that well maybe it's not a hot take if my mom is like in the mafia cool <laughs> <laughs> awesome cool mom way to go you finally go like that's oh. awesome finally um i definitely like the second this happened i literally had a survivor reference like come to mind and i'm sure you know what i'm gonna think of i literally was like she called the cops on her own mom <laughs> jeff probes would be dying right now <laughs> she voted out her own mom like uh sierra she went from around Water. too late <laughs> oh my gosh so i was loving it that was amazing um I might turn in my own mom, honestly. So, sorry, mom. I might turn you in. Yeah, I think I want to. I want to say that I'm a hero and not a villain, like like Mr. O'Rear is. Um, I, I mean, am... it's my mom. Like first and foremost, is my mom. It's gonna be hard to call the cops. Like you'd have to do something. Like she'd have to be like an actual like serial killer. Um, but like if you like smuggling shit, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I agree. If my mom was smuggling shit. I wouldn't turn her in. If she was like killing people, totally different story. <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay, so uh, what? Um, uh, we got Robbie's. Hey, do you have anything else about like the the big moment where Echo shoots Kingpin? Um, 
Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Do you have another take on this? Could, well, could he be I dead? Mean, yeah, I mean, I obviously he's not dead. Um, have you guys talked on the podcast yet about whether Kate Bishop's dad is actually dead? Because we never uh, really saw his body. Mm, I don't know. There, there could yeah. be a, a a world where Kate Bishop's dad is not dead. I could see that if they continue her storyline some more. Um, That's yeah, like an amazing no Spider-Man one situation. Yeah, there's like no Peter body. Parker 3. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well I, I i just i don't know what that adds if the dad is alive like there's no real like reason that we like clamoring to have him back and yeah. also like what would he add to the story if he did come back i guess that and we did well, talk about it like at, at first we were like this is a possibility but at this point now especially now that the season is over i just can't mm -hmm. picture it yeah what if i mean what if he was involved you know with the mafia the kingpin situation I don't know. Maybe I had to do a Carol Baskin's husband and fly to Costa Rica or something. I don't know. I, here's the thing. I'll believe this more. Um, I don't know the actor's name, but Echo's father. I would believe a lot more that Echo's father is still alive. Uh, very, very popular actor. Don't know his name, so don't ask. I think he moved to Minnesota and joined the mafia there is what happened, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a Fargo season two reference yes. for all, yeah. you, all you guys out there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> So, well, that actually, okay, we also, um, uh, let's go, we, we go to, uh, yeah, Robbie, you were about to say something? Before we get to the, uh, we were about to get to the post-credit scene, before we get to the post-credit scene, I have one Well, thing. I, I want to talk about, uh, because we do have another little moment here about Oh, yeah, the, yeah, for, I totally forgot Christmas. about the pre-post. He makes yeah, it Christmas. home for Christmas. Yes, he makes it home for Christmas. I mean, was I'm there sorry. any doubt in our minds that, I mean, like, the, oh, the yeah, first, completely. like, like the entire plot was like, you have to be home by Christmas. It's like, okay, you're going to oh, be home by Christmas. Oh, I read it as, like, I, I, like, I think as this, this show went along, I, I, I believed he was going to make it, but there was there was touch and go where I thought he could have been killed off, and that's how the mantle gets passed. And that like that would have been a bold move. I think that would have been maybe too dark for for Disney. They only really kill major characters and like true true like big moments. And I, I don't think that this was probably big enough. So yeah, he makes it home for Christmas. He has the he has the MacGuffin watch, and he gives it to his uh, his wife. Can you explain the the watch to me? I don't understand. Do you guys know what the, yeah. so, the symbol and, is? What's going on? Yeah, Tommy has talked about this in the past. In the comic books, there's a character uh, named Mockingbird. And this character was a former agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., which um, S.H.I.E.L.D. is like the secret yeah. organization of superheroes, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, the symbol on the back of the watch is the S.H.I.E.L.D. symbol with the number 19 on it. Okay. Um, which the shield symbol confirms that she is a shield agent. The number 19 confirms that she is specifically the same character from the comics that is Mockingbird. <gasps> so she is like a superhero in and of herself, or at his, least she was. His wife. Yes. Wow. Yes. Linda Question. Cardellini. Wow. Question. Yes. Is Linda Cardellini grown up Rachel Lawrence, AKA the Mockingbird, AKA an archer from <gasps> the Hunger Games? Not the oh, we brought in the Daredevil universe. Now we're bringing in the we're bringing in the Hunger Games universe. Everybody, yeah, yeah. District 12's it. Katniss Everdeen is the Mockingbird. I think Ooh, she's the Mocking Jay. Oh, she is the Mocking Jay. Damn it! Mm. Yeah, missed by <laughs> that much. You destroyed my theory. There you go. Yep, yep, yep. So, Robbie, did you have anything else? You were about to say something. I have one thing before the post credits where I just feel like we could do a tight, tight 20 on the post credit sequence. Um, and this is a uh, light spoilers for, for the Spider-Man movie um, in Spider-Man, the newest Spider-Man, we get a scene where Peter Parker is swinging above the Christmas tree. Um, I had hopes right? that there was going to be 
some allusion to the events of Spider-Man in this episode. I thought that that like everything was timed perfectly for this. They oh, released the movie five days yeah. later. We're getting the last episode. It's Christmas. They're going to go, oh, my God, the Statue of Liberty was just destroyed or whatever, whatever. Um, yeah. Was anyone else? Were you anyone disappointed or anyone expects that stuff like that? Or was that just me? Just like I wasn't thinking about it. But now that you've said it, it's like, oh, yeah, they could have uh, overlapped that. Well, I mentioned last week that it very clearly was intentional that that episode aired before Spider-Man because we get the introduction of Kingpin sure. and then the next day we get Daredevil. Um, and I, I was also wondering, like, is there something in the finale that would also be kind of... But my thing is, I, I think they weren't necessarily, like, uh, like the general audience that might be watching Hawkeye, are they, like, have yeah. they seen Spider-Man yet? So I guess from my perspective, I wouldn't have bet on it, but I was also, I, I didn't roll it out. I thought something. Well, happen. they did it. They did it with, with Winter Soldier and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So like they, there's pre, there was precedent where Ooh. they had done this. So mm -hmm. there was like when Captain America Winter Soldier came out, the next week's episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. was like reacted to the movie. And like, I was just hoping for that. Um, I think another thing that, like, I definitely, like, got overexcited for was that I thought maybe Matt Murdock was going to be in this episode. It would have been too much, but I when I saw, when I saw, actually, when I saw Wilson Fisk Kane, I thought it was Matt Murdock's, like, uh, walking stick. And I got excited for a split second, and then I was like, oh, no, no, you got to chill out, Robbie. And <laughs> I chilled out, and it was fine. But uh, that is the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, was potential tie-ins uh, tie to Spider-Man, but um yeah. yeah that's it well we've talked about the potential of of uh matt murdoch entering the echo series and also uh i also think that we could see him and she hulk as like a fellow lawyer she hulk is traditionally a lawyer um it's been rumored that that show is like a law a series basically so <laughs> sure uh I, we have a lot of time to get him back like so the I'm good fight yes exactly yeah there you go. <laughs> um but Let's talk. Okay, I'll set up the postcard scene here. We get we get a musical uh, number from Rogers the musical. And listen, I, I know like every time I say this stuff, like people will just give me crap. Or, leave me alone. I'm not a musical theater guy. Okay, I don't care about okay. this stuff. I like Marvel movies. I like Star Wars. I like explosions. I don't need song and dance. Okay, I didn't appreciate this. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't like the. I didn't oh my like god. The I wanted, like, this was the opportunity to see Matt oh Murdock. This was the opportunity <laughs> to set up the Echo series. Like, there's so many cool things we can add in the post credit scene. And so we get song and dance. Hannah, No, this is, this is the equivalent of the shawarma scene. This is, like, just give me, like, also, it was, like, a four-minute version of it. It was, it was so unnecessary long. It was, like, two songs. It was, it was fabulous. I was it just was everything. eating it up. It was so I was eating good. Up. I, I loved it so much. It was everything. I loved it. And I mean, do you like appreciate the comedic value of it? Were you laughing? Like it was hilarious. Yeah, but uh, no, not necessarily. And, and, <laughs> Hannah, listen, I'm not like bagging on you. I'm glad that you're here to like give the other side because like I like having multiple opinions represented here. But here's the thing. Like it almost feels like they're making a fool of like some of the events of like, why is Ant-Man there? He's not, he wasn't in the I Avengers know. movie. Like this is the, like, uh, okay, Robbie, what are you? Oh, you're over there. Ant-Man like was there because during the time travel in, oh, gosh. Yeah. in Avengers Endgame, uh. Ant-Man goes to that timeline and he was mistaken as being there. But yeah, not important. What I really want to talk about, I, I agree, that's stupid. But I think they made a joke about that in the first episode. What is what is really just like so enjoyable to watch in this sequence is 
the the choreography is amazing, particularly Hawkeye's choreography, because he's like kind of the butt of the joke of the entire musical. And you can tell why Clint turned his ear off, like because he's like he literally is getting made fun of the whole time. Like you just see him go like this. What? I don't I don't think I, I, I disagree. I was like ready and waiting for him to be the butt of the joke, but I felt like he never really was the butt of the joke. Like oh, I just, I was like staring at him doing his choreography and it just, it seemed so silly to me. Like, yeah. like, and they're like, and he's a, and he shoots arrows. Like, I, I don't know. I just like when they were well, introducing but, everyone, but like, I, I just loved it. The whole sequence. I don't care. And like, the, so when I was like waiting for him to be the butt of the joke and I was waiting like the, when this first got introduced, like in episode one, I'm just waiting like, all right, this is going to be a knock against Hawkeye. The, the like quote that they had about him in, in the lyrics was like, um, they said he seems like a cool guy. He seems really nice, <laughs> and that, that was like the lyric. And I was like, "Exactly, is that like, making? Is that the joke? Is, that's kind of making fun of him like, when you're when you're seems... talking about how great everyone else is, and you're like, this guy's a good guy. Um, yeah, he I, seems I, really I love, cool. <laughs> I love this sequence. I thought it was so funny. Um, particularly, like, I think it's like for someone who enjoys Broadway, like you get the very yeah. Broadway actory like performances of all the superheroes, quote unquote. And also, like, I don't. Are you familiar with Spider-Man? Turn off the dark, Michael. So I this is a this is a famously <laughs> flawed Broadway show that like like it, it was running Never for, heard it for like this. eight. Weird. Oh, it's called Spider-Man. Turn off. Oh turn yeah. Off the dark. It is- and it had like die during it yeah some guy died while they were doing it it took them like (laughs) a year of previews to like make it work and it was like this notoriously like terrible musical that just became this like tourist trap of a musical that like ran for years and that that is kind of what also what they're making fun of so they're making fun of like the idea like this has actually happened like they've actually yeah. made spider-man into a broadway musical like this is not so far-fetched that's what's amazing I could about this. see them i could see this really being a thing like that yeah. song felt like a real song it just felt like i could totally see this happening yeah, I remember when 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 Twitter got a hold of the trailer, we saw that there was going to be a Rogers the musical. I even participated in it, coming up with the different songs that could possibly be in the musical. It was it was just so much fun. Like it's just so much fun for like that Broadway. Like there's a there's a level of nerd that's like there like the Venn diagram of Broadway and and superheroes is like there's there's a lot of overlap there. So um, it was I found it really enjoyable, and I what? I also I honestly like that it was a bit of a troll job for people who don't like Broadway too. One lyric that stuck out to me was it said, if the city's trashed, we'll thank you now, but blame you later or something, but blame you then. So like, I love like, they're like literally making fun of themselves that like, we thank the Avengers for what they're doing, but then we're going to blame them later for all the, all the destruction. It was great. And then like they threw in the shawarma joke. Michael, you are so over talking about this. I, I will, I will, I will see the floor to you. You are the host. Did you um, see me looking at my to... phone? Um, yeah, you were no, just like when you. This is when you got lit. Like you would get liberal and secret Hitler, and you would just like lean back and be like, "Ugh, I'm gonna go to sleep. I'm, I'm done with this right now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Not that's... his favorite. Not his favorite. And not your well, favorite post credit scene. And here's the thing, like, uh, just my final comments on the whole thing because you alluded to it. Like Hawkeye felt disrespected by this. And yeah. in a way, I feel like like we were supposed to feel disrespected by it. And I said it in episode one, but it's like, this is like, uh, 
uh, I don't know if this is insensitive, but this is like their 9-11, right? This was like the tragic event yeah. of, of New York City. And like it like they're like oh, song and dance over like this hor horrific event. And it's also like, I, I guess, uh, Michael, have you ever heard of the, the musical Come yeah. From Away? I, I yeah I knew I knew I was gonna get that thrown back at me but uh, um, it's literally a musical just... about nine eleven. Was oh, it God. this cherry though? Is that musical? Yeah, uh... it's really upbeat. Okay, all right. Well, uh, the... You should watch it. It's on Disney Plus. I think it's really good. Well, okay, all right. I will check it out. Um, look, I will <laughs> like, say I did like Tick Tick Boom. So um... yeah, I I, know. I I like like musicals are about depressing things. Like Rent is about the AIDS epidemic. Like, yeah, it's not yeah. Like... <laughs> fair fair okay yeah. guys well listen um i want to um well for hold on i was about to wrap this up but uh y'all want to do some recommendations i didn't talk to you guys about this before sure, i I'm i, I think down. anna might have one but robbie you got a recommendation hannah you go first um i was th uh, i did have one recommendation um speaking of like deaf actresses and deaf actors but um have you guys heard of the movie coda before I uh, have. I need to watch it. It was very good. CODA stands for Child of Deaf Adults. And it's a drama slash comedy about a, a family where the parents are deaf and, the, and then the children, the adult children... Or is, are they teenagers? I don't remember. It's, it's the, um, I think she's like a teenage daughter. Yeah, so one like... is hearing, one is deaf. It is like I said, drama, comedy, it makes you cry, it makes you laugh, and it's a feel-good movie, and I love it, and everybody should go watch yeah, it. Yeah, it was a Sundance favorite, and it's gonna be, mm -hmm. a, like, a award season. It's it's probably gonna be an Oscar nominee, so if you're into that kind of stuff, I would recommend it. That's why I'm gonna watch it, because I'm a nerd, and I need to watch all the Oscar movies. Yes. Um, but I, I appreciate the direct recommendation, because sometimes I'm just like, eh, like, but that sounds, you say you sounds like it's a very good movie. Yep. Um, my recommendation... Uh, I'm going to recommend a podcast because I've just gotten really deep into this podcast recently and I just want everyone else to get into it. It's called Dead Eyes. Um, it is about a, uh, a comedian who got fired um, from a small role in Band of Brothers by Tom Hanks. And he was told that he had – because he was told that he has dead eyes. Um, <laughs> and he explores um, – he explores like – acting and getting cast and things and it's it is it is a very just it is just very funny it's very like thoughtful about the entertainment industry and i've just been crushing it there's three seasons out of like there's like 30 episodes out i've crushed like eight or nine episodes so far um it's really just super enjoyable and i highly recommend it so check it out it's dead eyes um available on all different podcasts sweet catchers yeah, this I think you talked about this, or maybe 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 it was a different. I, podcast I mentioned on my podcast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll get to your podcast in a second. I'll give my recommendation. Um, I recently saw Nightmare Alley. Uh, it's Guillermo del Toro's new film, mm -hmm. and this movie. Look, it's a little long. Um, the first half is not as good as the second half. But listen, this guy just has so much swagger when it comes to his movies. Like this is like, like it's like, uh, like you want to, like if, like for me personally, I'll speak for myself. I want to go like watch an old noir film. But sometimes the pacing's a little off. It's not, it's not like the modern type of cinema that I like. Guillermo del Toro, del Toro is able to mesh like the the visual style of some of like these older films, the older like monster movies. And like bring it into like a more exciting modern film, which I really do appreciate. This is so much fun. Um, 
the trailer heavily features like a circus like it's very much like old timey circus vibes and there's like freak show stuff going on so um that's kind of what you're getting yourself into i won't say too much um mm. but when it comes to like us like speaking of oscars like when it comes to like oscar bait movies like um a lot of the times it's like eye rolling stuff like okay that was like generically good but like this was like a, a really good movie and i think there's a lot of like um potential for like actor nominations here that are well deserved so if this sounds like it's up your alley i definitely recommend it and uh yeah that's my recommendation nightmare alley um but with that being said hannah robbie um this was like kind of thrown together at the last minute you you came and clutch for me guys and Woo. i really appreciate it a lot of fun robbie let's start with you I, I want you to tell people where they can find you what you're up to your podcast twitter whatever Sure. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie underscore Freeman. Um, I have a podcast where I talk pop culture with last week's guest, Jesse Skolnick, um, called Kickball Friends. Uh, we'd love for to come to listen. We recently just did our top 10 TV shows of the year. So if you're looking for something to binge um, out there during the Christmas break, um, we've got uh, about 15 to 20 shows for you to check out. And we go into detail on all that. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Michael, thank you so much for having me. I got the last minute tw uh, Twitter invite um, about yes. an hour and a half ago. And I was just like, sure, let's do this. It'll be super fun. And it, it's always a good time here. Um, and yeah. Oh, I also want to shout out um, Tommy's sign off last week, which was just incredible when he did the um, buys to the Spider-Man theme song. I just was like, chef's kiss. This is fabulous. <laughs> so shout out to Tommy for that great work. Shout out to Tommy. I wanted to get, make sure that I was noticed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, just to uh, continue to tease, you guys tease it on your podcast, but I, th I think we will we will be doing a crossover podcast here eventually. We've got some ideas. Um, uh, nothing too set in stone, but I'm excited to get to it, Robbie. And uh, yeah, speaking of rankings, let's put it that way. We'll, we'll get yes. Um, but Hannah, same to you. Tell people where they can find you and what you're up to. Oh, you know me. Uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Hannah Gillia. Um, I also help out with the live reality games podcast that's um, on Facebook or it's on podcast. It basically is a podcast covering uh, different like survivor games or big brother games or whatever uh, that are like, you know, like homemade survivor, I would like to call it. But um if you uh, ever like do a Maryland All-Stars, if you ever do a Maryland All-Stars rewatch podcast, I'd love to join you on that. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> best best season survivor of all time. <laughs> so good. Um, so yeah, and I um I personally help out with the game called Survival Challenge. Uh, so they will be dropping their application soon for casting. So check that out on Facebook, Survival Challenge. And yeah, that's about it for me. Yeah, and, I'll, and just to make it about myself here for a second, I was on uh, the Live Reality Games Network yesterday talking yes. Survivor Angelica with Parker and Nathan. So um, that was a lot of fun. So if you're watching Survivor Angelica, of all things, you can do that. I know. There's got to be at least one person tuning in like, oh, my gosh, I love Survivor Angelica. <laughs> Sounds like uh, something no I got to watch. I mean, no shade. I don't know if anyone said that. Um <laughs> I'm going to start to wrap this up here. Again, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, I also want to give a couple thank yous to Aaron Robertson, who did our music, and Ethan Kellum, who did our logo. Uh, I also like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes, preferably five stars. Um, actually, I, I like to double down when I say this uh, before a new show, because next week we're going to be talking Book of Boba Fett. I'm so excited Ooh. for this. This is like my Super Bowl here. I can't wait for this. And uh, look, when you like start to review us a lot and... 
Um, people are like searching for a book of Boba Fett podcasts. Um, we'll be higher up in the food chain the more that you rate and review. So if you could do that, it helps podcasts grow. It would mean a lot. I also like to remind you guys to subscribe and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Star Wars Pod. And also we have a little Discord community. So if that's something you're interested in, you can message us there and we will get you in. But uh, that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And Robbie, could you do the honors for us today? Yeah. Hawk bye. <laughs> I feel like you need to do the. Uh, so you said uh, Tommy did bye in the Spider Man theme song. Theme song. It we should incredible. say bye in the Star Wars theme song. Bye, 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 bye.